Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony Financial. Allow homeowners to pay at a rate that fits their budget with the merchant fee that fits yours. Visit toolbox.mysynchrony.com for more information. Hey there, podcast listeners. So eager to bring you today's show. Before I do, a quick word for our SGI members listening. If you haven't seen, we're excited to share that you can begin registering for your Orlando Expo, which will be September 30th through October 2nd at the Gaylord Palms, like we said, in Orlando. It's a beautiful property. We have lots of exciting sessions, several that will break you up into different revenue groups uh, so we can speak specifically to what challenges you face as you scale up. We're going to talk about recruiting in today's climate. You should have lots of opportunities given the uh, unemployment levels. There will be sessions on how to present financing, and use that as a tool to maximize revenue as people may have less cash on hand. And there'll be sessions dedicated to each trade we represent and so much more. All of that information can be found on your exclusive, your SGI hub website. Log on, get registered. The earlier you register, the more likely you have to win great prizes we'll be drawing every week. I'm talking $100 gift cards and free hotel night stays. So you know you're going to go to Expo, get it done now. And after a Temecula Expo was canceled, it would be so great to see everyone's smiling faces. It's been far too long. always look to highly successful multi-billion dollar corporations when you look at your own company and try to relate to those larger companies what do they do that you might not be doing and and quite honestly what the answer would be is they look towards the future they don't just look at tomorrow and they have great processes in place and the processes allow them to bring in new people, get those people onboarded quickly and move forward and grow. And without processes in place, all you're doing is creating fires. And then you become a fireman or a firewoman trying to put out fires every day. And then the excuse becomes, I don't have any time. So when you look at a multi-billion dollar corporation, they were able to get there because they did have processes. Welcome to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Today, we're talking to Michael Zeller, one of the many coaches helping our SGI members on a daily basis. Michael, while well-versed in all parts of business, specializes in talking to our airtime members and helping any member with leadership or management questions or challenges. I wanted to talk to Michael today because he has such an extensive background in business. You'll hear he owned his own successful business, uh, as well as worked in leadership in large public companies. Uh, and Michael is just a great resource in finding out how not to just survive in t- today's times, but really thrive. Um, even if you're struggling right now, it's still possible to win. We talked to lots of SGI members who are still surpassing the revenue goals, still being profitable, hiring more staff, excited to see where the rest of 2020 takes them. You can be one of those companies. Uh, let's get Michael's insights. I think he's got a lot to offer. I hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Michael, I really appreciate your time. I know you keep a very busy schedule, but I uh, wanted to have you on the show because I've, I've got such a great respect for your, your business background and, and the array of experiences you've had over the years. So uh, for those that are not in the Airtime Group, uh, could you kind of share with everyone your name and your position within SGI? 
Sure. Thanks, Bob. Yes, my name is Michael Zeller, and I am one of the airtime coaches as well as the leadership and management specialist at SGI. Right. Um, I work directly with members, um, working with them, um, obviously, to implement the processes that we have at SGI and, and bring them to a more successful conclusion or more successful outcome with their business. Beautiful. Uh, in just a couple minutes, kind of share with everyone your, your unique background um, in business, being a, a business owner yourself and then working for some very large companies before getting to us. Sure. I'm I'm in Florida now, but originally I'm I'm from New York, and in New York I started my own business. Um, After about 13 years, I sold my interest in the business to my business partner and then moved to Florida. When I moved to Florida, I kind of did the opposite of what most folks do. Most folks start working for someone, and then they go into business for themselves. I actually, you know, went into business for myself and then wound up working uh, for a multi-billion dollar corporation and working my way through management. Uh, That would be Enterprise Rent-A-Car for um, for about 15 years. And I was lucky enough to be um, successful there and and had quite a large team that I was responsible for. So my... my, um, my background is kind of different than most, and I think it helps me relate to members because not only do I understand everything that they go through as being business owners, but having the opportunity of, of working for an industry leader in a multi-billion dollar corporation, I really got a great understanding of how processes work and how um, having great processes in place allow you to scale your business. Absolutely. Um, and and you know, a big reason I, I wanted to have you on is, is because of your, your background around and um, you know the last few months have been chaotic for for a lot of folks uh, with uh, with COVID and with the economy being uncertain uh, and despite that we have a lot of members that are still really thriving um, that are our revenues are where they need to be or are better or they're hiring people and there's others that are, are you know are struggling and um, so I just kind of wanted to address that um, Tying in your to your enterprise experience, you know, you were there, um, you know, ten years ago when the recession hit, and you and I talked about that. And you said it was a it was a interesting experience because uh, you saw how the co- or how the uh, company worked through that. Can you kind of share with people what you observed and what you you took part in? Sure. Um, you know, over the fifteen years that I was there, we we were not only hit with a couple of recessions, but we were hit with nine eleven. And you can imagine how that impacted the travel industry and, and people's um, interest in renting vehicles. I mean, we literally went from having, you know, 90% or 95% of our vehicles out on rent. And you're talking about a company that has a couple million vehicles um, to having, you know, 25% or 30% of them um, out on rent in a very short period of time. So you can imagine, you know, that big hit in revenue and how that impacted the company. And what I learned during that is that successful companies, what they do when um, something like this happens is they really concentrate on a couple things. One thing is, you know, you can concentrate on cutting costs, which we did, but we never lost focus on the fact that regardless of how much you cut costs, you don't really have a business unless you have revenue. So what we did is we really concentrated on our process and we concentrated on all those things that we needed to do to generate revenue. Obviously, our gross margins, um, how our team acted and reacted in the field, how we handled our accounts, and every day we came in with the understanding that in order to survive, we really have to generate revenue. And the great thing about that 
was that during those tough times, we were able to keep our head above water. But what was amazing is that the two years following each of those big hits were some of our most profitable years and we had some of our best growth ever. And I attribute that to the fact that it sometimes these events force you to really take a look at your business and what you're doing well and what you're not doing well. And once you hone in on that, you, the following uptick in the economy really propels you to some great results. So I guess what, what I'd like to say to the folks out there that have gone through this or are currently going through it is if you really do focus on those processes and what you need to do well, once the economy turns back around, you're really going to catapult and have some of the best years ever. I love that. And, and that's what I want to dig into some of the, the, the process type talk. But before even getting into that, I think um, nothing moves forward. Nothing, you can't grow in business really in anything unless your mind is in a, in a, a position, a growth position, and, and where you're, you're wanting to improve and, and able to push aside difficulties. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. What are you sharing with people? Because I know you, you've, you've told me there's some, some members that go, hey, you know, it is what it is, and we'll bounce back one day. So how are, what, you, know, how are you telling people to, to approach their mindset? Um, if they are going through a little bit of a struggle to, to get growth-oriented, to get uh, hyper-focused on being more profitable. So what, what are you t saying to them? So it's funny you use that term, it is what it is, because when I hear people say that the hair in the back of my neck stands up, it, it's just one of these things that just really bother me as a coach and even as a person, yeah. um, because I don't look at anything as it is what it is. I always look at it as it is what you make it. Right. And, and here's the thing. If, if you believe you are going to fail, you will. Right. That is absolutely the truth. You are destined to fail if you believe you are. Right. And if you believe that you're going to succeed, you have a really great chance of succeeding yeah. um, as long as you're putting the right processes in place, right? So part of the mindset, I think, is that regardless, you are in control of your destiny. There will always be outside factors. There'll be weather, there'll be economic factors, there'll be factors on getting help or, you know, there's always going to be challenges. If there weren't challenges, then everybody would be in business, exactly. right? Exactly. So the idea is you went into business because you are a leader. And, and I want folks to understand that. You hear that term business leaders all the time. Well, there are people that are in business that aren't business leaders. So you need to look at yourself and say it's not what it, – it isn't just what it is. It is what I make it. And you look at every day as how do I capitalize on today? Because remember, this is a really good time because what happens is the tree shakes – and a lot of the dead leaves fall out when the wind blows, right? So you have an opportunity during the struggles to come out ahead with far fewer competitors and far less competition because those folks that believe it is what it is fail. And that gives you the opportunity to move even higher on that totem pole of business. Exactly. I love that. That's great. Um, so we get the right mindset. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to improve. Let's, let's talk some operational things, some things that people need to be, again, I like that word, hyper-focused on what they need to be doing. So let's start with, uh, you know, nothing happens in a business with, until the phone rings, right, until a lead comes in. So what should uh, members be concentrating on doing with their phones if they're struggling for leads? What are you, what are you telling folks? So I, I tell them to think about when they first started their business because I look back when I first started my business and literally if I didn't get a job through the door, mm -hmm. I would not be able to eat, right? right? I mean, it, it was that 
I, I was in a small, one little studio apartment with a little POS car. Lucky that it would make it back and forth to my business every day. Yeah. And I knew that my livelihood, literally, whether I ate or not, depended on whether the phone rang mm -hmm. or whether I had um, business come through the door. Sure. And then what happens is the business builds and people start getting, lack of a better word, just kind of complacent. I, 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 you hear success breeds com, uh, success, and, I, and I, I don't think that's true. I think sometimes success breeds complacency. So what happened between the time when you went out and tried to get every job and, and now every, every call, or to now when you wait for the phone to ring when it slows down? I, I never understood that gap, what was lost during that gap. So what I found is the members who are really doing well during downturns or do well during downturns are those that operate as if they are starving if the phone doesn't ring. So what do they do? They outbound. I mean, we have a customer base that we've done business with, and yet we continually look at acquiring new customers. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with advertising to acquire new customers. But what about all those customers we've done a lot of work for who already, we have name recognition and we've already impressed? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we reaching out to those customers? And the least expensive way when the phone is not ringing mm -hmm. is to call them. Yep. Even if it's just, hey, let us let you know we are still here. We are still your company. We're still here when you need us. How is everything? Right. You know, how is your air conditioning running? How is your roof? Is it is it leaking? Are you finding issues? You know, to just ask a few questions. Let them know we're not selling anything. We're here for you. And the the members that regularly outbound call them. We have a whole lot of scripting at SGI to help you with that. Um, the ones that are outbound calling are the ones that are keeping their call boards full and are making it through any kind of downturn. If you're sitting there waiting for the phone to ring, you've given up control. Yep. No, that's great. That's great insight. Something also uh, just to be interested to see what your experience has been. I, I've talked to so many members over the years that go, well, you know, uh, we don't have calls, so let's 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 drop the service fee. You know that we'll just book everybody, anyone that calls, and, and that leads to problems, right? Because all of a sudden you get you get the, the price shop shoppers, the guys that that they're, you know they're just going to waste your text time. So that's not the answer either, is it? No, no, it's it's absolutely not. So look, losing money or spending money doesn't necessarily negate inaction on your part, right? So if the answer to the call, the, the phone not ringing is to drop service fee, <laughs> how does the person that doesn't know to call you even know that you dropped your service fee? So it, it doesn't even make any logical sense. The person that is calling you already is calling you for a reason. Why would you then start cutting back on either your pricing or your service fee. So how, how does that make any logical sense in business? I would remain providing the top level of value, take a good look at my pricing, hold my service fee, mm -hmm. and do maybe spend some money and spend some time to get those folks to call you and use that money because your price right and are capturing a service fee now you have the resources to do that to capture the customers it, the, the knee-jerk reaction of lowering price 
or or waiving a service fee makes no logical sense for the conclusion that you want. Totally agree. Totally agree. Outbound calling, the other uh, way to obviously get uh, uh, additional calls is is marketing. And yet, I've I've talked to, to some members, and they go. Well, as soon as the calls start drying up, I go, well, i got to cut back on expenses. So I started cutting back on my marketing and went, what? You know, and it, it kind of like, it causes my body to kind of clench up. So uh, <laughs> what, what are you saying yeah. to people that go, well, I need to cut back on marketing because, uh, I'm, you know, the calls aren't there we're not, and we're not generating the revenue we need to? So, so I, I try to always look at things logically in business and less emotionally, right? Now, that doesn't mean that you don't want emotion and you don't want passion in your business. I, I don't want to suggest that. But the reason why folks advertise is to get the phone to ring. So now the phone stops ringing, so we cut back on advertising. That makes no logical sense, right? So when the phone is not ringing, the knee-jerk reaction of a lot of our competitors, that is going to be an illogical move to cut back on marketing, cut back on spending money, cut back on doing mailings, cut back on our radio advertising. So so the, the best part about this is because they're doing that, if you continue or double down, now when they open their mailbox, instead of getting 14 postcards, they might only get one and that one's going to be yours. So I always boil it back down to logic. Mm-hmm. We advertise to get the phone to ring. When the phone stops ringing, why would we stop advertising? Totally. It doesn't make any sense. It's also, if if, uh, if people hadn't been doing it before, what a, what a great time to start really tracking where your leads are coming from so you know where to concentrate your time and your dollars, right? I mean, to me, if you're not doing that, boy, this is the time to do it so you, that you know where to rededicate your dollars. So Exactly. So uh, another thing, we talked, you kind of hinted at it a minute ago, pricing and you know, I, I like to try and when working with you guys, the coaches on expo presentations or whatever kind of collateral, I always like to try and slide in and increase your prices <laughs> anywhere in any kind of topic because I feel like uh, in our industry, uh, people are so afraid to increase their prices. Yet, as me as a layperson who had no background in this industry before I got into it forever ago, um, I didn't know what the cost of, you know, at the time when I first got into it, a new replacement system was or what certain repairs were. And I think that's 90 plus percent of your, of your, uh, your client or your customer base is, is people that know what your price is. So uh, to me, I'd like to get your, your, your take on this. If, if you're a member listening to this and you haven't increased your price a couple years ago and you're worried about your revenue, I would, I would actually increase my prices to where I sh- they should have been and not worry about it and just focus on instead delivering great service and, and blowing people away so that they don't even worry about, you know, what the price is because they don't know any better. If something's $300 or $350, to me, if I go, boy, that, that service I got was so amazing, what's that extra $50? But it makes a huge difference to your company, right? Correct. And and that that question alone could be three podcasts long. So um, I'll, I'll try to put it in perspective so I don't um, have anyone that's listening turn off the podcast because I'm I'm droning on. But look, first part of it, I'll try to break it up into just a couple easy digestible parts. First part is you have to be priced properly to start with. And what does that really mean? It means that you have to know your numbers, right? The, the days of throwing a dart 
and hoping that you're going to make money. We're way past that now. It's too much of a risk out there to do that because, you know, I think the stats are something like 50% of the businesses um, fail in, in the first five years or something like that. I should know that stat. But, you know, so most businesses fail. And why they fail is they're not priced properly, really. They don't understand what a gross margin is and they don't understand what their cost of doing business is. So you have to understand being priced properly, right? We talk about a margin and, you know, for those that may not necessarily understand their numbers, it just means it costs you money to do whatever job you're going to do. And once that job is done, what's left over is considered your gross margin. But out of that gross margin, you got to pay your operating expenses. So, you know, if you price at a specific margin and you don't know what your operating expenses are, let's just say you price at a 50% gross margin and your, your operating costs are 40%, you only have 10% built into that for profit. And if you discount 10%, now you're doing the job for free. So the first part of the equation is you have to understand your price, which you can work with your coach and they'll walk you through that. We have some really simple formulas and pricing strategies. Um, the second thing is if you are priced to a decent margin, well, and you haven't raised your price in a couple of years, I'd, I'd ask you a rhetorical question. What have you purchased that hasn't gone up in price in the last couple of years, right? Everything that you do in your business, the price has gone up. So, is take a look at your service, like you said, Bob, and and I'll ask you another rhetorical question: Would your customers all leave you if you raised your prices three cents on the measly dollar? If they do, then maybe there's an issue with service. But the odds are, if you raised your price, you know, three pennies on the measly dollar you would probably not lose one customer. Mm -hmm. So now you've just raised your prices 3%. And technically speaking, if you are making money, you've raised your profit 3%. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's important in order to keep the level of service that you have, you have to make sure that you are priced right. And the idea of when it slows down lowering your prices, I'm okay with running specials and advertising specific uh, loss leaders to make sure you're getting business through the door, but you have to have the processes in place to make sure you are hitting on all of that um, getting on all of those value builders and then offering the customer options every time. But, you know, I would love to work with any member that wants to talk about pricing. It's, it's kind of one of my passions. Yeah. No, and, 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 and you're right. So we'll uh, divert off path what I was going to ask you next because you brought up uh, options. I mean, if there was ever a time to really focus on the steps of, of a great service call, it's now, right? So inspection or uh, system perform, do a complete system performance analysis on every every call options on every call really focusing on you know educating the, the customer and making them feel comfortable right I mean why just just speak to the power of that and, and just what you've seen with members that have done that you know you, because you, you, you work with so many members right after EP and, and you get to see how they grow talk about the people that just execute those few things they get their pricing right and then they really do the steps of the call right how many, how many businesses have you seen just transform in doing that alone? So it, it, it's insane, but I'll, I'll give you an analogy before I go and, and talk on that. If you go to a hospital or you go in for an operation, when you check into that hospital, there is a specific process. Before the operation, there's a specific process. 
um, on, <clears throat> excuse me, on recovery, there's a specific process. They follow that because your life depends on it. Well, as a business owner, if you don't follow specific processes, you're, you're not your life, but your livelihood depends on it. So it is equally important that you have these processes in place. And talking about options and system performance report or home inspection reports, um, you know, safety inspections. We have all of these processes at SGI, and I'll just talk from the airtime coach perspective. We have a system performance report that should be used on every single uh, service call or maintenance call, which basically is a health report of the system, right? And in each affinity that we service, we have a very similar tool. And what that does is it gives the technician the opportunity to go to the customer and not only tell them why they are there, or what is not functioning um, that caused the call in the first place, but to look into the future and say, you have some worn items that are going to cause you issues that'll be expensive down the road. And if you you use this forum and educate the customer, you are going just using basic psychology, um, if given three options, psychologically speaking, consumers or people generally pick the middle option. So if you're offering a customer one option, that's the only option they have. You're offering them what they need, but not necessarily what they want. So I've seen members that have literally transformed their businesses in a short period of time just by using the system performance report, which works in, con or in conjunction with the straightforward pricing if it's being used properly. We have a whole lot of uh, videos on the hub uh, that walk you through exactly how to do that. And of course, your coaches training and learning alliance will teach you all of that. Yep. You know, I, if I could just add too, you know, with, I know members get afraid that they're either taking customer, too much customer's time with doing the report or um, they go, well, I'm, I'm, it's, it's salesy or something like that. But for members listening to this, hey, again, I'm not, I don't have the trade background. I've just been around for a long time. I love when, when I have people out to my house, members out to my house, and they use that because it's educational for me. And when I understand what's going on with my system, with my plumbing, all of a sudden, I'm way more confident in in making my purchasing decision, and it's not no it's no longer boy do I want to spend that money because I don't know if I believe this guy. It's instead it's like holy cow this guy knows what he's talking about. He's walked me through it. The money is what it is. I got to have this done. It makes sense. So I I just want to share with members. Hey, you know. I think we get too hung up on, on worrying about the technical and worrying about overwhelming customers, but really it adds to their purchasing confidence. So I think that's such a big part of it. Support for this podcast comes from Schneider Graphics. Schneider Graphics delivers the combination of premium 3M vinyl, a nationwide network of 3M certified graphic installers, and over 25 years of unmatched customer service in the commercial vehicle wrap industry. It's truly one of the most economical and effective advertising mediums. On average, the cost of a vehicle wrap is only 46 cents per 1,000 impressions. For more information, go to schneidergraphics.com. Welcome back to the show. Michael and I talked about how to keep your call board full when the phones slow down. We covered the importance of being price right and offering options. Next, we'll get into Michael's thoughts on financing, the importance of knowing your gross margin, training, and believe it or not, recruiting. It's a great time to find quality people. 
So let's jump back into the conversation. We all know Americans only have, you know, a number of them can't pay more than a $500 repair bill or something like that. The people are, are fairly cash poor, at least in, in today's time. So it's so important to have financing in place just to alleviate that concern. So, Michael, what do you tell members? How should what, what should, how should they approach financing? Should they have a couple options? Um, what's your What's your thought process on that? So first, they have to offer financing. Second, they have to offer financing every single time and not prejudge the customer. It doesn't matter what kind of car is in the driveway or what neighborhood they live in. Um, you know, there are multiple reasons why customers want to finance. Maybe they don't want to spend their money. Maybe they don't have money. Maybe they'd rather have their money in a mutual fund and put it in their roof or their air conditioning system right now because the returns are better. So we should never prejudge. That's that would be the first thing. Um, second thing would be that we offer it every single time, even on repairs, um, because if the average American doesn't have $500 for an emergency repair and your average ticket uh, is five, six, $700, well, guess what? The customer doesn't have that. So we can't assume that just because it's a service ticket that we don't offer financing. Um, the third part of that is that um, the way the finance programs are put together, um, you have a really great array of types of financing. You can do some deferred interest, deferred payment. There's so many programs that work for the customer and work for you. Um, but, but in the end, what you want to make sure is that you don't just have one finance company that you are working with because each finance company targets specific customers. So specifically, give you an example, we have two at SGI um, that we use that really um, their, their bread and butter are those with good credit ratings. And, you know, so, so that they're considered first look finance companies, you know, they're going to give great deals and they're going to help you out. But once they get to that, you know, sub perfect um, customer, meaning that customer that may not have a great credit score, they're probably going to say no. So having two first look companies really doesn't make a lot of sense. What you want is a second look company. We have one of those second look companies at SGI. So that means that that, that second look company will write um, that customer for as low as a 500 credit score. So what you first want to do is go ahead and try a first look. And if that doesn't work, go ahead and try a second look. And the cool thing about it is when they do this, the whole process is, those of you who use financing, it's really seamless and it's, it's easy to use. And, and literally the customer, three, four, five questions, and you have your answer either on a phone or an iPad within less than a minute or two, whether they're being financed. Um, and, and what they do is they do a soft pull of the credit information, just like credit card companies do when they're soliciting you, so it doesn't hurt the customer's credit score. So the fear of going in and doing a credit inquiry um, is not going to hurt the customer. So you can do one if they get turned out and do another. It's not going to impact their credit score by looking as if they're going to pull for multiple credit lines. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, this is a gro you know gross margin is is so important in this business, and we've talked about ways to increase the revenue. But if we're going to boost that that gross margin, we need to look at also uh, some of the expenses too, right? So, what are you telling members now? Because I, I know there's some some really good members that I've I've talked to some coaches, and they go, "Boy, they're just spending too much on parts and materials." And you talk to them, and they go. 
Oh man, they haven't talked to, they haven't negotiated prices in years. So what, what, what are you telling? Are you telling members that are you seeing that a lot, or, or how are you uh, approaching that with with uh, members about? Hey, you need to you need to think about the other side of gross margin too, right? You can't just worry about revenue. Right. So, look, there's, when, when looking at business, it, it has really two components. It has driving revenue and expenses. That That is really the two components. And if you can keep both of those, you know, you keep the performance level high and you keep your operating costs or your material or equipment costs in check, you are going to be profitable. There's no doubt about it. So there isn't just a, a I've seen folks that can generate revenue, but they spend money like crazy. They don't make any, any net, right? And I've seen the opposite, where they're not generating revenue, so they have to watch every single penny, but they're not creating net because they have to have that balance between the two. So I, I think it's imperative that you work with your coach, um, particularly your um, financial coach uh, here at SGI, to make sure that you are looking at the percentages and seeing that you are falling into the right equipment percentage, the right material cost, because too often I find that members get too ingrained and they get uh, they drink the Kool-Aid when it comes to one specific brand of equipment, roofing tiles, whatever they're, they're looking at, whatever infinity they're in, they get ingrained in it and they love being a certified, uh, authorized something or other for that manufacturer that they have the manufacturer on their shirts, on their pants, on their trucks, you know, signed in front of their house. They're so excited. Yeah. And in the end, sure, of course, that, that company may very well want to send you some money to put their name on your truck, but you really want to take a look at, is that money coming out of your pocket truly? Are you getting a rebate from them? Are they part of our partner network? Are they um, pricing correctly so that you're not needlessly spending money? So I'm all about negotiating with your uh, warehouse, negotiating with your manufacturer to make sure you're absolutely getting the best price. And, you know, take a look at our vendor partners to make sure that you're not equipment that is equally as um, awesome as the equipment that you are installing or the materials that you are installing, but now you're getting a rebate on it. So, you know, when you think about getting a 2, 3, 4, 5% rebate on equipment and materials, you're starting to look at an, an opportunity here to really increase your net profit down the line. Yep. No, absolutely. Um, you know, we've talked about ways to to, to, to generate additional revenue, some ways to save some money, but um, you know, on the revenue side, to, to in order to get people to um, know to do the inspections on every time, to offer options every time, how to talk to the customer, it all comes down to training. I mean, SGI to me is bottom line is a training company in many ways. So, but with with everything that's that's transpired with uh, social distancing becoming a term I never realized existed until now. I, I know there are a handful of members out there who are using it as an excuse not to um, to have huddles every day, not to train every week. Um, why is that just absolutely the worst thing you can possibly be doing right now? 
So anybody that knows me from EP or Expo knows that I, I always speak through analogies. And, and the best I could say is, you know, unfortunately for those football fans, I don't really follow football except perhaps watch the Super Bowl like everybody else in America does. But, you know, it's my understanding that there are 16 games in a season, in a football season, and they practice probably 100 or more days out of the year. So if you kind of think about how much time and effort is put into practice versus actual games, we tend to do the opposite. We, we either train very little or not at all, but we're sending our team out to the game every day to play, and then we wonder why they are not winning. So I, I, if you look from that analogy, it makes perfect sense that we need to spend time on training. And, and that is one of the most important aspects because your team is what represents you and your company. Your team, you, the game is not one in the locker room. You know, they say that the game is really one on the field. But it's really important what you do on the practice field as well as what you do on the actual game field. Well, it's the same with us. We need to have them on the practice field before we send them into the field, right? So that means we need to train. And you use this when members make an excuse not to train because of social distancing. I can't say it any better. They make an excuse because with technology today, there is absolutely no reason why you can't Skype, um, Zoom, go to meeting. I mean, there are so many platforms and we you can still set up meetings and work on soft skills and even work on technical skills using the platforms today. And if you're not doing that, you're definitely just looking for a reason not to train your people, which in essence, when it comes to time of the game, you'll scratch your head and not know why you are losing the game. Yep. But that would be the reason, because you're not practicing. Agreed. Yeah, no, I agree. There's Those members that say, oh, I'm too busy. I, I totally disagree. I think you're, 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 you're just churning through calls when you could actually, you could run less calls, have a better ticket, and, and, and be more profitable. And, and the same thing, you mentioned technical training. You know, we both know one of the big killers for service companies are callbacks. And if you're not, your guys aren't technically competent and you're having to go back two and three times to homes, I mean, that just is an absolute killer. So uh, good, good stuff, Michael. Um, something that people may not have considered um, in, in these times that, uh, but it, it, because they, they prob everyone gets kind of locked into their own problems and what's going on in their own world, but um, because of where the economy is and, and the uh, unemployment rate, now is actually a great time to be looking for people, even if you're not hiring. So, um, because maybe there was a uh, service company that wasn't run real well, but they had some good techs, right? And those, and all of a sudden that company's gone belly up because they were, they couldn't pay their bills or whatever. So, what are you, uh, what are you telling members about uh, recruiting? Um, what should they be doing? Um, how often should they be doing it? And, and trying to, to make their teams better. That is, that's a great question. And, and once again, it goes back to this. Every time there is an economic downturn, the folks that will come out stronger will look at that downturn as an opportunity. And you're right. This is a phenomenal opportunity to recruit. And quite honestly, you should be recruiting all the time, every day. I, I bring it back to me going into business when, when, um, when I first started. I literally recruited every single day because I was growing and needed help. And then once I built the team, you know, obviously there's attrition. I, I made the mistake of not recruiting as hard or as often as I did as when I first opened my business. So this is a great opportunity right now for you to recruit. And 
if you, you know, once again, I'll, I'll steer you right back to SGI. We have so many tools that will help folks recruit. Your coaches have best practices. This is the absolute best time to pick up great text because remember we talked about those companies that are knee-jerk, and the knee-jerk reaction is stop advertising, stop spending any money, and I have to lay everybody off. Well, that means there are some really good people out there now that are looking for a job. In the past, I've had members tell me that in the past when they put a um, you know an ad on indeed or any other platform they get two or three applications those same members told me over covid they've gotten 30 40 50 applications from those same ads so you cannot tell me that those 40 and 50 applications that there aren't some really um, diamonds in there that you could get as top performers um, if you go ahead and, and do your due diligence and, and interview properly so this is an absolute great time right now to recruit because no matter how dire it seems we are getting past this i know folks are starting to see that and you're going to be back in the same boat unless you take action now yep and and i liked how you emphasized follow the processes i mean you might have a guy walk in that seems like he's going to be superman but ask them behavioral questions follow the things that we have outlined because you so you want to make sure that that if he seems great or she seems great that they actually are so don't don't hire too quick you know that's always something we've told people is is do your due diligence and make sure you bring the right team members aboard even because some people can't seem to be too good to be true um last thing michael just in wrapping up is there anything else you'd like to share with members or, or non-member contractors that may be listening and things that they should be doing to, to improve their business in these times or, or just any general insight you'd like to share so i guess the the two things i'd like to share one would be that you know always look to highly successful multi-billion dollar corporations when you look at your own company and try to relate to those larger companies, what do they do that you might not be doing? And and quite honestly, what the answer would be is they look towards the future. They don't just look at tomorrow. And they have great processes in place. And the processes allow them to bring in new people, get those people onboarded quickly and move forward and grow. And without processes in place, all you're doing is creating fires. And then you become a fireman or a firewoman trying to put out fires every day. And then the excuse becomes, I don't have any time. So when you look at a multi-billion dollar corporation, they were able to get there because they did have processes. Once again, as a coach and as a, a, you know, a coach at SGI, I know we have all these great processes in place. You know, they're literally on the hub, a phone call away, and for the coach to connect you with the process that works best in your company. So that would be the first thing I would talk about. And the last thing is, once again, if, regardless of its COVID virus, if it's the weather, if it's just every day, you are in control of your destiny. Nobody else is. And as a business owner or manager, that's a big responsibility that you shouldn't take lightly. But once again, if you think you're going to fail, you will. If you think you have no control, you don't. You know, the people who succeed, the businesses who succeed, realize that they are in control of their path. It just doesn't happen haphazardly. Yep. yep. Great insight, Michael. Michael, thank you so very, very much for your time. I, again, I know you're very busy helping lots of lots of folks, and uh, it means so much to me. So appreciate it, sir. Have a great rest of your day. All right, Bob. Thanks very much. Take care. 
That's Michael Zeller of Success Group International. Thanks for listening to the show. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a rating. Remember, friends give fives. You've been listening to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Goodman. Goodman Manufacturing Company LP produces a complete line of refreshingly affordable air conditioning and heating equipment. All Goodman brand products are designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States. For more information, visit GoodmanMFG.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and a group buying power, along with a highly active and eager-to-help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a production of Aquila Investment Group, LLC, All Rights Reserved 2020.